So we're back with Civil Action with Brian Kabatek and what's your Sean name? Kernikian. Sean Kernickian. Sean I work for you. I've worked for you for seven years. It's about time you learn my name. Oh, well, someday you're going to get a paycheck. So we're, we're coming to you live from the Cala Convention here in Las Vegas. Uh, we are live. Come on down. We are to, not live. Uh, no, this we're giving things recorded. away and there's... No? No, we're not giving anything away. All right. We're giving away advice, maybe. And we're going to play some fun music here on the air and the radio. Nope, and, no music. We don't have the licensing to play any music. We but what interviews. we are going to do is we're going to do a great interview today, and uh, we're interviewing some of the key people that are here at this huge convention. I think one of the largest, if not the largest, plaintiff's convention in the United States. Uh, Sean, tell us everybody a little bit about Civil Action, and then we'll go into the interview. It's a podcast that we put on at Cabotech uh, about new cases that have come down uh, that affect the plaintiff's practice. It's usually kind of nerdy, and some might not think it's, it's not interesting, nerdy. especially because you're on it. They I'm think it's actually nerdy. boring. Uh, but today is interesting because we one have of the a really cool interesting kids. guest today. We do. We're very fortunate today to have Jeannie Harrison. She's one of the top lawyers in California. She's one of the top plaintiff lawyers in California, and she's one of the top employment lawyers in California. I think I covered everything there. And a wonderful person, a good person who gives back. So, Jeannie, we're going to ask you some questions today. It's going to go back and forth between I me and Sean. I have answers. You're going to answer all the questions terrifically. <laughs> and truthfully. Or? And my questions are going to be deep and probing, and Sean's are going to be kind of shallow and stupid. Okay, but, good. So be, this will be a lot of fun. So first question for you is tell us who you are and tell us what you do. So I'm Jeannie Harrison of the Jeannie Harrison Law Firm, and I do plaintiff's employment and civil rights cases, and I really focus on sex abuse, sexual harassment cases, because I find that um, it's something I'm really good at doing, and women like to talk to me and my firm about what's happened to them. We help them. I like to say that we help victims recover. Yeah, and you, you have a great reputation, and your firm does a great job at what it does. So, Sean, it's your turn to ask a probing deep question. I've thought of an interesting question. What's the most interesting case that you've worked on, or what's one of your most proudest accomplishments in your practice? Well, um, I'm very proud that we're currently representing a couple of women against Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein Company. Um, we are actually on the Unsecured Creditors Committee in the Weinstein Company's bankruptcy, and that has been a crazy ride. Um, but I think that's one that's a pretty high-profile case. There are tons of actually very high-profile cases that are, as you can appreciate, you know, extremely confidential. But, I mean, top people around the world whose names everyone knows. You can tell us. No one's listening. No. It's okay. I know. You can tell no, us. No. It's okay. You go right ahead and tell <laughs> Maybe no, no, my mom, I, Brian's mom, that's Listen, it. I've heard about this podcast, and everyone's listening. Yeah, thank you. So tell us what your proudest accomplishment is as a person. Um, I think as a person, my proudest accomplishment is getting to the point where I am after what happened to me as a child. So that is my proudest accomplishment, is being here. Well, it's great. Not being completely broken and dysfunctional. I mean, I, I, I passed through that phase. Well, I'm completely dysfunctional, but this <laughs> isn't true. about me That's today. true about Brian. But I think Jeannie has a reputation that speaks for itself, and I think you have handled a lot of high profile and maybe not so high profile, but very impactful cases either way. So I, I think you have a very big reputation and, and a lot of people respect what you do. Um, Are you going to ask a question? Yes, Sean? I'm getting there. I'm getting on? there. Okay. And as I told my last guest, my biggest disadvantage is I have to work with this guy. I have to work with Brian Kaputek. So I want to know coming up in, in your career, what were the, some of the biggest advantages or disadvantages that you had or 
challenges that you faced in your legal career that molded you into who you are now. Right. Um, and you know, I'm going to be very honest with you guys because that's what I do. Is I'm I'm a very honest person. So I think both the biggest challenge and the biggest advantage is being a woman and uh, in, the le- in my legal career. And so there's no doubt in my mind that's what it's been. Why aren't there more women plaintiff lawyers, in your opinion? Um, because, I mean, you want the real answer? Absolutely. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of sexism, and a lot of women get driven out of the business, I think. So, um, you know, that's just the case, I think. It's very difficult. Women have a hard time. Um, when they, you know, I, I got I to be honest with you, okay? Women have a hard time when they come into, you know, any setting and they're basically just dismissed or not listened to and all of that. And it gets tiring. And so um, I think that people, you know, decide to go on to some kind of different career. One of my partners, Anastasia Mazzella, who you know, when she was in law school, one of her professors told her, taught her about a saying about Idigas. Idigas. You ever heard that before? I don't think I Look have. Look like I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. When you come into a room as a woman. Oh, yeah. Well, that's definitely true. And so, I mean, even as, you know, the in the firm that I have, when I have been co-counseling on cases, um, sometimes men still ignore me in the room. And it's a surprise. It's really a surprise. But it does happen. And there's just this underlying current where we know it's happening because of our gender. It's a whole different thing. And we know it's happening when there's just like that friction with opposing counsel that does occur, right? Um, But usually that just gets kind of like very interactive, right? Aggressive and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff, the subtext. But um, when it's happening because we're women, we know it's happening because we're women. So that's the truth. I'm telling you guys the truth. You might not like it, but I'm telling you the truth. No, I think it's it's a real problem. And I think other problems have been that, White men have always had better access to um, financing and loans to be able to set up your own business. And it's been difficult for women and minorities to, to yeah. find that path, too. It's definitely true. And I think it's because there's this, you know, sort of underlying presumption that the white men are actually going to be the ones who are successful. And they have been, you know. Just look uh, at our president, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think needs to be done or what are some steps that should be taken I think that's a real world changes that can be made in the plaintiff's practice or maybe the practice of law in general. Yeah, I think it's a great question. He doesn't ask great questions. You're not supposed (laughs) to get jealous. Don't get jealous. Uh, I think that, you know, really just talking about it and being honest and open and willing to listen and, you know, willing for us as women to be willing to say these things um, is really important because part of what we have to do is be able to be heard about it. And then to have, you know, people, men respond and say, oh, you know, I didn't know that. And I didn't get that. And that's not what I live with. And so let's talk about co-counseling a case or let me send cases to you, too. Um, and come on to my podcast and stuff like that. So I think it's just talking about it. Jeannie, how many years have you been practicing? 27. All right. <laughs> Is it better, I've seen a few things. Is it better today than it was 27 years ago? Oh, for sure. Because I'll tell you this. I'll tell you a story. In my first year out of law school, I did a clerkship at LASC, at Stanley Mosque, right, with two, two judges. And I was working on a project with a number of judges, um, putting on kind of like a nuts and bolts of litigation, you know, uh, Saturday program, really. And one of the judges I was working with, not, not the one who had employed me, but one of the ancillary judges on that program looked at me and said, Jeannie, you are so pretty. 
how come you're not just pregnant and married and having kids? Like it was a, he couldn't process why I wasn't doing that at the time. And so that's where it started. And, you know, there are some things that are still said and some things that are still done. But it's that, you know, what, what women talk about is, excuse me, I, I got all the grades, I passed the tests, I, you know, got licensed. I earned this position just like anybody else did. I earned my license just like anybody else did. My family invested in me just like everybody else's families. So why don't you look at me as a professional? And so that is actually how women talk about it and not just as an object, you know? Like, what do my reproductive organs do? <laughs> what would the current Jeannie Harrison tell the 19-year-old Jeannie Harrison with respect to advice? Uh, advice about being a lawyer? Any advice. Oh, anything God. at all. There's oh, no Lord. rules here. And we can use four-letter <laughs> words, right, Sean? We can. The FCC is not watching. Uh, I, I think that the current genie would say um, life is going to turn out better than you could have ever expected. You're going to meet amazing people like these two sitting to the right of you and people who really pay attention and try to make a difference in this world and get out there and meet them and be confident and talk to them and do your best because you're going to have a wonderful life um, despite how difficult it may seem now. Who were some of your biggest influences in getting to where you are and, you know, shaping your world. My dad. I mean, my dad, you know. Um, my dad, I, I grew up in East Texas, right, where people drove vehicles with Confederate flags on them, okay? And um, every ism was in your face all day long, okay? And that's the reason why I do the work that I do, right, because I couldn't tolerate it even as a kid. And so um, my dad would tell me, because I think he was... My dad, is a, my dad is a feminist, like a raging feminist when it comes to me. Not other women, okay? And so my dad, knew, I think, knew what I was going to be up against. And so he said to me, you know, anything a man can do, you can do just as well or better. And I want you to know that and get out there. And you need to, you know, kick ass every day. And he wouldn't tolerate um, mediocrity from me. And so, you know, he, he was... I guess my antagonist, my champion, everything. And so he's probably my biggest influence. But also I have to tell you, I have I have a little announcement to make. And I'm making it first to, to you two. This so live here on yeah. the air. Exciting. Exactly. It's not should we live. go to a commercial <laughs> break live. first? No, and then nope. we don't have sponsors. We don't have <laughs> nope. Nope. We'll be right back. Nope. We won't we're still here. All right. We're still ready? here ready Are for Judy's big announcement. Ready? So my another major influence on me was Ms. Magazine. That was my source for feminist news, right? Um, when I was in college. And I am incredibly proud to announce here for the first time that I am going to be a national Ms. Magazine columnist. Wow. That's so, amazing. Outstanding. Congratulations. Uh, it's, it's really That's cool. Terrific. I'm really excited. Well, they couldn't find anybody better. That's they, you, You've really met your dad's expectations, exceeded his expectations. And, <laughs> yeah. you know. I'll let him know. <laughs> No, that's really awesome. That's really What awesome. would you change about the civil justice system? What do you see the need for change in the civil justice system? Funding. Um, I, what, I would what I would change is funding and the ability to get more judges and get more court courthouses. Because I think that the civil justice system is, you know, the backbone of a civil society. And so, honestly, that's my immediate answer. And you know it. You know that's the case. Yep. 
Yep, and and California should have the premier, predominant um, judicial system in the United States. It should be the model for the other 49 states, and we don't, and it's sad. Yep, I agree completely. All right, let's have a little fun. We're going to ask you some questions. We're going to go back and forth. These are quickies, and uh, we're just mean to have a little fun with it, so and there's no wrong answer. Uh, let's start with, if you were a cartoon character, what cartoon character would you be? Superwoman. You already are. <laughs> Favorite book? Um, it could be. It doesn't what? have to be all time favorite. I, I, right now, I'm thinking about Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tipping point. Yeah. Blink. Tipping yeah. point. Yeah. And actually, we ran into him in London. He was staying at the same hotel oh, wow. as we were a couple weeks ago. Did you talk to him about it? My husband did. You oh. know James. <laughs> if you if you could perform with any rock star or rock band, what band would you want to perform with? Um, Blondie. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, superpower. What super? What superpower would you want to she have? She said she want to be. She's superwoman. Why would you oh, ask her that? I, I guess. Yeah. All right. You can have I any guess. power. Go ahead. Any ask your question. Fly. Okay. That would be my very power. common. That's yeah. very today. common. Two, yeah. two, two, two fly responses today. Uh, so I'm common. Okay. V- very, <laughs> At least in my hope for a superpower. Not, you are not common. It's a popular you are far response. From common. Yeah, I think that's what I have dreams about flying. Don't we all? Absolutely. It's a normal dream. Yeah. It, it, that's why they say you, you fall asleep. Oh. The falling dream, right? Yeah. Fall asleep. Yeah. 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 That's interesting to you. Yeah. I'll explain oh, it to you that. later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Uh, is it my turn to ask I you? I think it's it, your turn, but, but it's okay. I can favorite song? In. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, man. There are so many of them. It's got to be, it's gotta be um, kind of blue. It's Miles Davis. Let's let's yeah. cut to that yeah. right now. Yeah. Let's play that. We on can't the, play that right now, but that is a great choice. We don't have that license That is either. a great choice. Um, if you and this one maybe isn't as fun, it could be serious too. If you could put up a billboard that's going to be seen by millions of people or, or some kind of post with my picture on it. No, nope, no picture of Ryan, please. That's the last thing you'd want on there. What would what would it say? Or what message would you want on there? Um, I think it would it would probably say "Grab them by the verdict." That's good. That's a good one. Like just that. like my T-shirt last year. Okay. That's powerful. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you if you just came up with that. Apparently not, but still very no, good. No, I didn't. I like I, it. But I like it. It means a lot to me. Favorite it, movie? Sound of Music. Oh, that's a great movie. I, I'm sorry. I can't help that's it. That's, have you ever gone to the sing-along at the Hollywood Bowl? Yes, I have. It's so great. Isn't <laughs> that so great? It's so much fun. It's so great. Have, yeah. you, have you ever dressed in costume? I have not. you got to do that. Okay, i got to take it to the next level. you got to do that. You enter the costume contest there. <laughs> Yeah. If you weren't a lawyer now, what would you be doing? Like dream job or something practical, what would you be doing? Um, I think my dream job would be to continue to be a tech entrepreneur. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your time. I hope we haven't taken too much of it. You're very busy here. Tell everybody what your position is with Cala and what your outside work is so we can just sort of wrap it up with that. Okay, so my position with Cala is I am currently first vice president. 2020, I'll be president-elect. And 2021, I'll be the fifth woman president in 72 years of the organization. That's terrific. But they've only given out two Trial Lawyer of the Year awards to women. Isn't that true? That's correct. And only recently. Well, thank you very much for being with the Harris, and you are terrific. We love having you here. Uh, this is Civil Action with Brian Kabatek and Sean Karnicki. And Sean, tell people where they can find us. They can find us online at kbklawyers.com on all 
social media platforms. They can find our podcast on iTunes and other places people listen to podcasts. Not on the radio. We are on the radio. We're not Come on, on the radio. Down. We are not. We don't have an FM station. And thank you so much, Jeannie, and, and your inspiration to a lot of people. And keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for Best having me on. Thank you.